Hey y'all, welcome back to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm Bailey, I'm your host, and each week we call my dad Toby and we just have a fun, short discussion about different things like parenting, marriage, mental wellness, things that everybody's struggling with or wants to talk to somebody about, but maybe you don't have that person to call. Well, I have been around for 34 years and I've been talking to my dad for most of those years about my struggles and he just always has really great wisdom to share. And so we thought it would be helpful for you guys to get to peek in on these conversations and um, also get some of his wisdom. And so we are excited about these weekly conversations. We're excited you're here and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. So let's get this show on the road. Let's call my dad. Hey, B. <laughs> dad. Why do I always my answer on the first ring? Why do I do that? I don't know. Today I was thinking about you driving and I was like, I, I had a, you know, how your brain goes down a trail rabbit hole and, or I don't know, what do you call it? And I was like, dad, father. And then I started singing father Abraham and, <laughs> in my head. Anyone you, know that song? <laughs> you are killing me. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I've been traveling, been out talking about mental Wellness people have been fun. I'm a little mm-hmm. little tired today, but I'm glad uh, to be back in the great state of Texas this week. Yes. And, and then you're finally good. coming next week to visit me. Yes. You, I would like all of you who are listening. <laughs> yes, I know, Prissy, we're going to hurry. Uh, I'd like all of you listening to pray for Bailey because there is no telling <laughs> what shape my backyard, my our air quote garden at this point, which now we call a, you know, dead plant cemetery. (laughs) So she will feverishly try to make it look like it's been perfection the whole time. So y'all pray for her because she's got some blisters. We'll see. (laughs) No, the yard looks good because you've got a hot yard guy, a.k.a. my husband. So it looks good. Yeah. I'm glad to talk to you. I'm glad to talk to you too. I was thinking about today when you sent me, you know, about 15 calendar requests. Uh, and at first I thought, where am I going now? But then I saw that we were going to start our Hey Dad groups or whatever. Yes. I'm yes. We, I am too. We've got a good amount of people signed up and it's going to be really good. So I'm excited. Here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll do ours this month and then we can open it up to some more people once we get a chance. Hold on, I gotta sneeze. Oh gosh. No, it went away. Okay. Okay. So I have something to talk to you about this weekend. Like we always say, you don't oh you don't really know the topics that we're gonna talk about. There's no prepping for this <laughs> um, that much on your end. And so... Um, By the way, before you start wearing me out, like, I don't want to prep. It's not. It's just, no. I don't, I don't want to have, like, an agenda with her. I'm going to have yeah. a conversation with you. I just like it to just be free-flowing. Exactly. I know. That's sorry. Yes, it's authentic. And this is, like, a real conversation. So... But I want to warn everyone, it's kind of a heavy topic, but I think it's very important that we talk about it because it's what a lot of people are facing in today's world. And it's come up in a lot of different conversations. And so for me, I feel like this is 
there's a reason we're going to have this conversation. So um, today we're going to talk a bit about fear and uncertainty at school. And that can look like a lot of different things. But I have, of course, I always start with a story because a lot of our conversations happen because of things that have gone on in my world, just like they would if I were calling you, not on a camera. Um, But Gideon, he is in first grade and he is... He's also one that has struggled with some worry and gets in his head a lot about things. And he came home the other week and told me that they had been on the playground and they had to do some drills um, for if a bad guy came to their school. And so he continues to tell me that they said, Mom, they're going to throw me over the fence and I have to run into the woods as fast as I can if there's a bad guy. And if we're in the bathroom, we have to stand on the toilet and be very quiet. And um, he proceeds to tell me all the different things that they need to do, excuse me, if there's a bad guy. And, And if I'm honest, I probably was having a little more worry in, in that moment than he seemed to be, because I think it like, obviously after everything had happened and Uvalde, it's, it's on the forefront of our minds, but to hear like, I'm so thankful they're preparing our kids, but it's also so, so, so sad to me. And like, it makes me scared because it makes you think about the what ifs. Um, and it took me down a little bit of a downward spiral that I had to be conscious to not to go down, even though it's hard. And so I want to talk with that about you, about how there is a lot of uncertainty right now at schools. And I think that it looks like uncertainty for for parents and for kids and for teachers too. And so like, there's so many things even in the news. And so I wanted to just talk with that about you, what you've, what you've observed and ways that you feel like you could encourage us. You can start with the parents who feel nervous sending their kids to school, especially after watching what's been, ha- what happened, what felt like not long ago um, here. It's close to us in Texas, but I know it, we see everything on social media. So. Yeah, that's, you know, I've been talking about this a lot with media people as kids were going mm-hmm. back to school. And it's interesting because I did some interviews in San Antonio and Austin, mm-hmm. which are really close to Uvalde. And yeah. Uh, so I, that made me think about this a lot. Um because like this little podcast, you know, they don't let you know what we're going to talk about. And, you know, the pandemic, let's go all the way back to the pandemic mm-hmm. where this craziness has started, I think. Not started, just uh, where it's been amplified since mm-hmm. the pandemic. You know, I was with 20 plus pastors and on the East Coast this week, uh, and we're sitting around a table and I mean, these guys, a lot of these guys, like they've been through, they've got PTSD pretty much from Mm -hmm. their churches shutting down to the anger, to the cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we talked a lot about, not schools, and I'll get to that in a moment, but but just this this whole concept of healing from trauma, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think as we talked to, young moms and you know the two dads that watch (laughs) thanks for us for listening um you know i think there's this natural tendency in us part of the trauma we've been through b is we've always said hey there's nothing certain in life You, you know there are things out of your control and then as a nation we lived 
you know, out of control. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't control when they were opening, you know, the country. We we couldn't control when people we love get get sick. You know, the, the all all of that. And so, when it comes to schools, think about. Stay with me. We're talking about trauma. We're talking mm -hmm. about living through the most uncertain time of of my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And now you go back into schools on the heels of these these uh, amplified tragedies. Now, I'm, I'm I'm trying to say this is the first time ever, but I think it's the first time ever on the heels of that trauma and mm -hmm. that uncertainty that we find ourselves. And so what people are asking me in the media is how do we control uncertainty? <laughs> mm -hmm. And the answer is we can't. Mm. See, the question isn't, can we uh, make things more certain? I mean, obviously, there's things we can put in place, drills like Gideon's doing. But we can't eliminate uncertainty. So we have to learn how to navigate uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important, right? You can't eliminate the possibility that a bad guy, Gideon's word, could come on their campus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do more harm than good when we tell our children things that are less than true. Mm -hmm. So out of that uncertainty, you say to him, well, well, don't worry, Giddy, that will never happen, mm. which isn't true. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring certainty into an uncertain situation as opposed to let's go back to things that are certain. How do we navigate uncertainty? We we ground ourselves, our lives, our minds, our hearts in things that are certain. Mm. Yeah. What's an example of that for a parent today who's struggling sending their kid? It could be young. It can be old because this is, you know, think we see tragedies at all ages sending or it could be a parent who has a someone working in the schools, you know, an adult child. If how can you what would you suggest that we cling to? Like what type of certainty? You know, what is true? Well, what is true for you? If you were if I were to give you a Bible quiz, a, you know, mm -hmm. small group questions or something. And one of them was check yes or no. Uh, my child is really God's child. Mm -hmm. You would check. Yes, that's true. My child is God's child. In a casual conversation, if we weren't talking about this, and we, we've talked a lot about how you steward the gift of your child, recognizing it's not your child. Well, what we're certain of is that your child is that Gideon, Micah Thomas, Esther, they're God's child. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to go back to the certainty of God is in control. In a world that is uncertain, God is certain. Mm -hmm. In a world... uh that it seems out of control. God is in control. Right. I've got to continue to go back to those kind of truths that help me navigate uncertainty, not eliminate uncertainty. Because mm -hmm. I'll say this to you that I, something probably I I wouldn't I wouldn't say just like in a general something I was doing. Mm -hmm. It's like be like. I learned my lack of control raising you and Ross more than any other thing in my life. Mm. Uh, I mean, you go to college, you call here at two o'clock in the morning for something. 
And we say, what are you doing? Oh, we're in Tulsa. You're driven from Stillwater to Tulsa to do something. Mm-hmm. And we hung up and I thought, she didn't tell me she was going to Tulsa. And in that moment, it dawned on me, wait, she she didn't think about letting me know she was driving to Tulsa. She shouldn't think about telling me she's driving to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And I had to like in that moment, remember, hey man, you, you're you're out of my home. You're an adult. And I have to kind of give that to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the first time I tossed you the keys to the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let you drive off with your, you know, to go meet a friend somewhere. I mean, I could just go through the list, man. Like, it's, there is no greater practice for navigating uncertainty than raising your child. Mm-hmm. But there's no greater opportunity to model how you navigate uncertainty, connecting your kids back to God's power mm. than in uncertain moments with your child. Yeah, no, that's good. I And I think something I realized recently, and then I have another question for you is, I've been, I'm going to give an example. Um, and if you're my close friend, you've heard this story maybe, but I don't think I've told you this. So Esther fell off the bed the other day and actually Micah kicked her off the bed. And that's a whole nother story, but she only hurt her knee, but she literally flew and like, it was very scary and she wasn't very hurt. And so later I was talking with Gideon and he was trying to, he was asking me like, how do we know God protects us? What does that mean? Like what, how would he protect us from a snake? I think was one of his questions. Cause you know, and so I told him about the story when Esther fell off the bed and I said, she was right by the window. She could have hit her head on the window. She could have, you know, hit her head on the side table. She didn't. She only came out with her knee being hurt. And I feel like in my opinion, that was God protecting her because a lot of other things could have happened. And so it might not look as like black and white, black and white to you, to him, but I was trying to give a real life example and like talk about it in a casual way. And I think as parents, we can be, I know I talk about me with this situation. Like when he brought up the, they were doing these drills. My first reaction is to just like, change the subject. I don't want to talk about it because it's scary, you know, and I don't want to share how it makes me feel. And, but I feel like I'm learning that the more we talk to our kids about how we've seen God protect it, ways we've seen God protects us, ways we've seen, you know, how we do really feel about it. So yeah, that makes me scared too. Um, The more they relate it to other situations, if that makes sense. And so I, I'm not really great at that. I'm still learning, but I do think having open conversations with how these truths that you're talking about, how they're where you see them in your daily life, being intentional about telling your kids that so that they can try to start seeing those too. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That's it's called validating rather than prescribing, right? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is again, that's what we tend to do. We we wanna we wanna control the fact that they're scared. And so we wanna say things to them to help them be not scared right quickly, as opposed to saying, you know, I felt I I felt that before. I felt fear mm-hmm. about that before. This was hard for mom too. That like you talking about drills at school makes me nervous too. But so here let's remember this together. You help me mm-hmm. and I'll help you. Mm-hmm. 
I think those kind of conversations are incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. So we were talking, me and Jen were talking about this and um, she's- Jen, uh, do I know her? <laughs> Jen is on our team at Govi and she keeps us all together. And anyways, we were talking about how do how would you help navigate the uncertainty of somebody who has actually lived out the trauma that we're talking about? Do you know, like like families that are like in Uvalde or that got to see or surrounding and they like kids saw it with their own eyes what happened? Or if you've had a tragedy occur that maybe not be broadcast, but like your kids have lived it and then it creates even more fear because they've seen it. Do you know, like, do you ha- have you ever counts, you know, talked with people through that or what do you tell a, 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 a parent who, or a kid who's living with the effects of something that has actually already happened to them? Yeah, this is the, this is a great example of an area because the answer to that question is yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best thing I can do is get them connected to people who are trained in the area of trauma. Mm-hmm. Who are uh, who are trained in the area of grief recovery? Mm-hmm. Uh, putting tools in the hands of people who are hurting. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a huge part of what Gobi is all about: is getting people connected with tools. I can't, I can't do anything about a kid who does something like this kid did in Uvalde. But I can build conversations with first and second and third graders to, that will get them out of isolation and mm-hmm. that takes them to dark places. Well, the same is true here. It's mm. I, 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 this is the number one place that I have referred people out for professional help and support. So my part is to get tools in their hands mm-hmm. from the professional world of grief counseling, trauma. Uh, you know, some trauma work. And then, but, but secondly, I can walk with them. Hmm. I can, I can, the Bible says I rejoice with those who rejoice and I weep with those who weep and I can weep with them. I can, mm-hmm. I can, uh, by my presence, uh, I can be a stabilizing force mm-hmm. in the lives of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you brought up, you know, the shooting because we, Lots of us talk about that, but there's a lot of traumatic things that happen to families outside of that, as Mm -hmm. everybody who's listening knows. Mm -hmm. And good people uh, die, and accidents do happen, and Esther doesn't miss the window. And Mm -hmm. there are uh, emergency room visits, and in those moments, by our very presence, see, I carry Jesus with me. He's in me. And so... When I say, hey, God, be with this person in the midst of that, many times the way God is with that person is it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so being there, uh, continuing to be there, walking there, being honest about you're not sure what to say. You know, I'm not sure what to say. Don't be Job's friends, man. I mean, that, that's so damaging to try to come up with an answer for something that has no answer. Just say, hey, when I don't have an answer in my own life, when I have, there's no way 
to for the, someone to explain to me something bad that's happened, something tragic in my life. I can only say two things, man. Here's what I know. I know God loves me, and I know God's character and nature is good. I know he's good, and I know he loves me. And any way I can send that message, my part in something, someone who's gone through trauma is to find ways to send that message into the into people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's good. So um, as an adult, we are seeing so many things, obviously, news, social media, we've talked about this. Um, and I feel like there's like two extremes, right? There's like, put your head in the sand and don't pay attention to anything that's going on, which is a lot of times what I want to do. And then there's um, consume everything. And then, you know, that leads to a lot of information. So what's your suggestion or what have you found in your life to make sure you're informed and prepared, but you're not putting yourself in the situation to create fear where there doesn't need to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we saw this, you know, big time right in the pandemic and that's Mm -hmm. where lots of people because of where it took them had to learn new disciplines, you know, and I, you talk about two extremes. We saw people who just, they, they got into this. I got to know everything. I got to know everything. By the way, that goes back to the garden of Eden. If you're wondering why people do that in the garden of Eden, Adam and Eve ate from the, not from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just evil. It was good and evil. In other words, what, what, what happened there was in our DNA from Adam and Eve is this lie that if we know enough, we're going to be secure enough. You know, we're going to be like God. We we can control and that need to know the very thing that we're desiring lots of times kills our soul. It's what happened mm-hmm. during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the answer? The answer is that I, is balance. It's the extreme of knowing nothing is not a good extreme. And the, and the extreme of knowing everything is not a good extreme. So I want to be informed through the lens of the certainty of who God is and what God does. I want to make sure that I'm filling my mind with something that is giving me life, especially when I know that things that I'm that are informing me are going to alarm me. So for me, I'm watching a documentary the other night. This is a great example. And uh, in the documentary, it got to the time where the uh, pandemic hit mm-hmm. and instantly that wasn't news, but it just instantly, it was like, it, it took me back to where I was sitting when I got the news, the pandemic hit, I was sitting in a Thursday night service uh, about to preach when this starts going off. And I just, my stomach started hurting. You ever watch enough news, your stomach starts hurting, you know, or you feel, oh, well, so I've got to counter the feeling of that. What did I do as I got in my car to go home? Everything within me wanted to turn to another news station. Let me go mm-hmm. get on social media. Let me find out what's happening. No, I put on some worship music for a while. Mm-hmm. And because I needed to hear things that would bring life to me because I was receiving news that was causing alarm. So I would just say, be informed. If you're listening, don't be Bailey, because I'll call Bailey and she'll go, oh, I don't know. I mean, just be informed, but make sure you're balancing that information against the truth 
you're filtering it through the lens of the truth of the certainty of who God is and what God, you know, God's not panicking in heaven about what's happening in America. He's not, he's not pacing. Oh my goodness. What, what's happening? We're having all um, heaven doesn't, they don't heaven doesn't panic. Panic heaven plans. Mm. So man, if I get my head, if I get the mind of Christ, which Paul talks about in the Bible, it means I'm seeing things through the lens of heaven. I'm seeing things through the lens of God's certainty. It doesn't mean I like everything. It doesn't mean I won't be nervous, but I will not be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I think when I think about where you said you listen to worship music, you know, I think we should have a list of things that we know when more trigger warnings are going off, you know, and we're like going down that hole or we're getting really anxious about whatever that there are things we know, like you said, grounds us. So worship music, walking outside, you know, like taking time to um, reset a little bit. And I think it's when we don't allow ourselves to do that, that we get in a hard place, you know, call someone who's just going to listen and affirm your, the truth um, to you. So I think having also right, like writing those things down now when you're not in that space and having it to where you can reference it, is something I have to do. So I'm like, okay, what's my reminder? You know? Yeah. You know, here at Gobi, we call those the, unfor- the, the rhythms of grace based upon mm-hmm. Jesus invitation. Come to me, all of you are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Mm-hmm. And the message version says, I'll teach you the unforced rhythms of grace. And these, these practices that some would not deem as like spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, when you when you connect your heart with God's heart, when it fills your soul, I would I would argue that 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 is a spiritual endeavor, mm-hmm. and the best time to practice those is before you get your yourself in a bad place, you know. But the second best time is when you find yourself in a but going down a, into a dark place. It's to okay. counter that. Sorry. I'm like, so excited oh, wait, to ask wait, you this. Like I wouldn't be used to you interrupting me. Go right ahead, baby. <laughs> no, how can we teach our kids unforced rhythms of grace? Like in these situations, you know? So like I'm thinking about when our kids go to school and they're feeling like uncertain, like what we're talking about, how we can teach them when we're not there to obviously know the truth about what that we're a child of God, but like something they can do to help them regulate how they're feeling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, just a, a really low fruit, low hanging fruit. When I talk to you, is hey, you, G- Gideon has his forty IMs. You know, he's picked out some of those. Mm-hmm. And he has them on his wall. Well, yeah. let's tape them on the front of his lunchbox or yeah. on one of his folders. I, I'm not saying I don't even know if he has a lunchbox, but you know, okay, Gideon, when this happens, here's here's what I want us you us to remember, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing. It's when, why do you put your kids in t- in time out? It's it's you're you're trying to teach them something. It's coming from a corrective mm-hmm. area. Well, let's think about how do I reinforce something in a positive area? It's mm-hmm. it's a timeout, but it's a like a positive timeout. Hey, when you start feeling this way, you need to give yourself a timeout, and here's what we're gonna do. And so, I think for for kids. You know, Evie, our 
oldest granddaughter, she, you know, she's artistic. And so, hey, let's draw a picture, you know, let's draw a picture and let's take it with us to school and let's take it out and look at it and let's remember these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, discover how your child is, is, is wired and then find something that fits the unique wiring of your child. Mm-hmm. That's good. So do you have any last words for us as we, and, and we're going to talk more this month about fear and uncertainty in different, different areas, but as far as specifically um, uncertainty at schools for anybody that's involved in a school um, or has somebody that they love, what would you, what were some parting words you'd like to say? I would say that this is incredibly hard. Mm. So you need something incredibly strong to get Mm. you through. And uh, a glass of wine, uh, an Amazon shopping spree, that's not strong enough to get you through. <laughs> you need something more powerful than that. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, he is 100% available and 100%, 100% eager to help you. Just meet him. Mm-hmm. That's meet good. with him. Yeah. I feel like I need to take a deep sigh after that. That's good. Well, um, I know that we'll talk more in depth about some of this stuff in our small groups. And then I wanted to announce something that I don't even think I've told you this, but I've already put it on. You're pregnant. Yay. No. Sorry. Yeah. Don't even start that. This month, at the end of the month, um, on September 27th, which is a Tuesday evening, we're going to be doing our first ever Hey Dad live Q&A. What? Yes. Okay. So we're going to have a live Zoom like this where we're it's not recorded. And if you want to attend, you can come and we're going to do some little Q&A questions that you can ask. Probably dad. He's the wise one. Um, and we'll, <laughs> <laughs> and so we will, uh, you can email me Bailey at Biagobi to get on that list so that I like, give me your email so that I can share with you the zoom link when it gets closer. Um, and we'll also probably share about it on social media, but I think it'll be a really good time to connect with our listeners and for them to get to ask questions. So it's not going to be as in depth as our small group. That'll be a little more personalized, but this will be where they can ask some questions of things that, you know, they're experiencing that I want to ask you about. We're doing that. What? When again? Yeah. Tuesday, September 27th. Okay. Number one, let me say this. It's Bailey at beagobi.com. She left the dot com off. Oh, sorry. So that's just a helpful thing. And then secondly, I just want to say this. Are y'all seeing how this thing works? (laughs) Are Welcome to my life. If you are a praying person, please (laughs) tonight... Say this. I mean, if you're driving around, keep your eyes open. Don't cl- don't close your eyes. But just say this. God, please help Toby. <laughs> what? He is being controlled <laughs> by three very strong women at this point in his life. <laughs> so this is how this works. Oh, by the way, 
It's not. We're going to do this. I'm excited well, about doing it. That'll be good. You pulled out the small groups on us, and I pulled this out. So you know, it's good. I'm excited. I've got. We've gotten really good feedback on those small groups, and I think that people will enjoy to also be a part of this. So and if, you, if you weren't able to be a part of one of those, because I don't, I don't. They, again, they don't tell me anything, so I, I don't know how many we have. <laughs> I don't know what we have. Which it's fine. It's great. But like, if you were wanting to be in one, and there, we're done. We're going to do it again. Trust me. We're going to do mm-hmm. it again. In fact. We are, I am full of ideas oh, great. about ways that we can connect with you, uh, you know, and get more tools in your hands. So I'm excited about it. Perfect. Yes. Great. Well, before we end, do you have anything funny that happened to you this week or, or interesting? Uh, did I have anything funny that happened yeah. to me? I always have funny things that happened to me. I got on, uh, I was at, uh, an airport yesterday where I was supposed to leave at two thirty, and the we were uh, we were scheduled to leave at two thirty. I think we left around six or so. There was some weather, and uh, this little boy was with his mom, and he was not happy that we weren't leaving, and uh, his dad was not happy that we were not leaving, and. Uh, so he and I started having quite the conversation. I was talking to the little boy, but I was really talking to his dad. And I was talking about lightning and talking about, you know, bad weather and turbulence on airplanes. And and uh, by the end of it, it, he was turning to his dad saying, hey, dad, it's 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 good we're not going yet. It's it's better to be sitting in here than sitting on the runway. And we want to be, and I just, I don't know, I rolled out laughing. It sounds funny to me. <laughs> Hilarious that one of my favorite things to do is try to send a message to a dad through a kid. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I'm sure that helped him. <laughs> if his kid uh, is more calm, then that's helpful. Well, I, I usually won't do that if the dad's bigger than me. Because <laughs> if, if the dad's bigger than me, and because I think the dad kind of figured out what was going on, and it, it was funny. That is funny. Well, well, the Jones Bobcats won last night football, forty-four to zero. JC, JC, hey. My husband coaches there, so that's good. So, anyways, that's just an update. So, all right. Well, we'll talk next week, Dad. I bet we do. I love you, baby. I love you too. Talk Have to a great you soon. day. Love you. you too. Love you. Hi, y'all. Thank you for listening again today. Um, it was a. Uh, I feel like some of that stuff is yucky to talk about because it's hard but it's good it's good to have conversations like this surrounding things that um just you don't always want to think about or lucido but it's good to talk about so thank you for listening um i want to ask and challenge you that if you ever listen to an episode that just really resonates with you would you share it with a friend um text them post it on your socials whatever it is it's it means so much to us and we just would love to get the word out about the conversations we're having because we think they're important because people are struggling with these things but they might not have anyone to talk to or to know that a lot of people are struggling too so we love y'all don't forget if you would like to get on the list for our live q and a um, send me an email bailey at beagobi.com and we would love to have you there have a great week we'll talk to you next week bye